trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort.
a hello and actually a very warm welcome in the top resort right here on Radio Sega. That was a track from Yakuza 3, also known as Ryo Gagotoku 3, because we always have to pronounce it weirdly and wrong and include the Japanese name and all that, but that was Fish On from the fishing minigame. Before that from Sonic Avenger, that was Big Fishes, because I mean, just a nice, tranquil song. Just like Spring Emotions from Sonic Runners, which kickstarted the show. And with that, welcome. The resort is open for another week, and I'm your host, Viper. And for the next two hours, we've got a right old hodgepodge of music, but you wouldn't expect anything less from an Easter meal. So why expect anything less from your Easter show? Because it is currently, as we are recording, Good Friday here in the world, not just on Radio Sega. But we've got plenty of celebrations coming up, including my own show, which has plenty of stuff on it. But we also have... If you've missed the Discord announcement, we're going to be putting it up on Twitter shortly. But Last Call is back tonight at 9pm, just after my show. It'll be on the podcast immediately, and it'll be a rapid run, and it'll be going through some spring music, some chill beats, some chill vibes to get down to on this uh, good Friday and this Easter weekend. And just this nice warm weekend here in the UK. Seriously, it's lovely here. Um, So lovely, in fact, that I wish I'd open the window. Uh, you can probably hear people like, enjoying themselves outside, and uh, we're not about enjoyment on this show, I can just tell you that right now. So, no fans, no windows open, we are suffering out here for the Sega Boys. Speaking of the Sega Boys, the Sega Boys and Girls who are in the Discord, we currently have... Speaking of which, if you want to join the Discord, if you want to join the discussion, the uh, fun and games going on tonight, then that will be radiose.jf.discord. If you have Discord, you know what to do. If you don't have Discord, well, you can just grab a username, make a throwaway account, and come join the chat room, because that is where we reside nowadays. And amongst us currently, we have Jamie6436, GrickGamer98, Veritex, Rapidrun, Grey4, um, Superbike, Ver- did I say Veritex? I-, I don't remember anymore. We have Electric Boogaloo lurking as well. And hopefully we have some more of you, but if you'd like to join, I've told you where to uh, come on over. If you don't like Discord, I understand that too. We've also got... Twitter, at Radio Sega, at Topical Resort, at The Green Vibrate, or using the hashtag Topical Resort, or um, if you're listening on the podcast, it's a bit pointless probably trying to tell me uh, how good this show is live, because it's not live, but uh, if you're listening on the podcast, be sure to shoot me an email, topicalresortgmail.com, if you're lurking, if you're on the podcast, hello to you, and you can still send in messages on those places saying how much you like the show, um, surprisingly I don't get any death threats or negative comments through the podcast listeners so I appreciate that you know but mainly uh, I want I want to actually give a huge thank you um, to everyone who listened to the podcast the podcast is now fully up to date so you can actually catch back up on the podcast if you want to so that is over on iTunes on Stitcher and on the RSS feeds and that means um, last week's episode is now also on iTunes which I want to give a huge thank you to everyone who listened to that in last or listened into that one last week because that was not an easy one to make live, it wasn't an easy one to have to go through and edit and try and comb through any sort of mistakes I felt I made, it wasn't, it, it was necessary but it wasn't fun, but um, if you missed last week's episode, it is probably a personal favourite of mine, it does get a bit heartfelt because it was a, a tribute to a good composer who we lost very recently, so go and check out that episode if you didn't get to catch it live, but if you did, you've already heard it, but you can go and listen to the rest of the, hopefully a bit more uplifting catalogue that is now available on iTunes, all the way back from the unlicensed Sega Games episode, uh, that's where you can listen from now. So, yeah, so I should 
sort of explain what's actually happening. So I've said it's Easter eggs. I've said it's an Easter episode, but what are we exactly actually doing here? So there are three things tonight the show is focusing on. Easter eggs, fishing, and Persona. Now, one of these things isn't like the other, but um, I'm surprised I haven't had a question about the fishing thing yet. Which is, why are you doing a show about fishing? And, uh, well, it's Good Friday, you've got to eat some fish. And how do you eat fish? You've got to catch them. Uh, hopefully you've had your fish today, eh? Good tradition. Uh, if, you're, if you're one of those people who goes, ah, don't celebrate, well, don't be a sport sport. <laughs> eat some fish anyway. Fish is, fish is good for you. It's, uh, it's just nice food. I can't really speak about having, like, a cuisine meal because uh, I, I had fish fingers. That's all we had in the house, but... Fish fingers are nice. They're good, cheap food. Can't complain too much. You can if you're a um, professional chef, but I'm certainly not. It just does the job. So we've got the fishing covered. Next we should probably cover the Easter eggs. What is an Easter egg for those of you who missed it? It's obviously a lovely chocolate treat, but it also has another meaning, which is an unexpected or undocumented feature in a piece of computer software or on a DVD included as a joke or a bonus. Now, uh, the term Easter egg, I believe, came from Rocky Horror Picture Show. I believe that was the first instance of Easter eggs. I could be wrong, but I'm fairly certain from all the accounts I've heard that this is where it started. But, um, so the gist of it was that they left physical Easter eggs on the set because they had an Easter egg hunt, and you were left, they left them in accidentally, but it became sort of a gag to go to your way to look for the Easter eggs on the set. Easter eggs, so any sort of hidden feature on a DVD, in a game, in a book, anything, it's known as an Easter egg. We've got, we've got quite a few cool ones to come up tonight, and in fact we've still got some stuff to come up before the end of this block, but I should explain to you the third thing we're going to be talking about tonight before I can uh, shove off and talk about all that sort of stuff. So, Persona, right, we've all played it, we've all heard it, we've all heard the music, come on, but um, Persona... Persona 5, specifically the character Joker, made it into Super Smash Bros. Ultimate this week, and a lot of us have been having a whole host of fun. It just sort of came out of nowhere. Like on Wednesday, they announced he's going to be coming out on Thursday, so we all went, okay, for sure. And um, he's a really fun character. I, I'm not a huge fan of the actual sort of Persona games, but I mean, come on, we all love the music, and most of all, we all love the um, the characters. We only have one of them enough to get into Smash, apparently, but we like the music more. But either way, Joker made it into Smash. You pretty much will want to talk about it, I think. A lot of you will, which is why we're getting it out of the way. But I'm, the reason I'm talking about this is I want to know your opinions. But uh, more importantly, we're going to be featuring the three brand new remixes from the series tonight on, well, where we would normally have the Discord call-in or we'd normally have uh, Test of Topicality. We're going to be featuring... Some, the brand new 3 Smash Ultimate remixes first on Radio Sega because where else are you going to hear them first? Now, they're all over YouTube, but I can tell you they're not in good quality. We have the absolute best quality versions of them available, so you're going to want to stay tuned for later on in the show if you're a fan of the series because you're not going to hear higher quality versions than what's coming up later on. But now that we've got all three elements of the show explained, we've got all three balanced, if you will. Why don't we get on into the first Easter egg? And we're only going to be discussing one because it's a real doozy. It's a real not Easter friendly one. But I mean, you can't get away with not talking about it. It's the brand new Easter egg phenomenon in the Sega world. And cover the kids' ears. Except don't because I've sort of blurred out anything that might be uh, 
I was going to say inoffensive, but no, that's not the whole reason why I bled it out, was to be inoffensive. Dynamite Ducks of Master System owners was known for being a short and dull experience aimed to suck your wallet dry. Now, if you laughed at that statement, the next Easter egg is probably for you. The Amiga and Atari ST versions of the games were always rumoured to be a bit naughty, but it was never any more than that, just a rumour. The first cracks would start, not cracks as in game cracks, I just realised that. The first cracks would start to appear, or would start to form in the statement very quickly after release. When it was discovered that writing nude into the bonus stages would reveal some of the Rabbit Girl's body parts, and curiosity didn't stop there. Ooh, oh, it's getting, uh, turning the heat up in here. What, what can you say? It's uh, clearly, just move, just move on. Don't dwell on it any longer than it needs to be dwelled on because uh, chat will make fun of it. Anyway, so, uh, many magazines relating to computers gave up cheat codes which would allow access to a dirty version of the game's opening. Except they never worked. It was very quickly forgotten as a stir-up by the general public. Except it turned out that this was true all along, many years after its commercial relevancy they actually discovered this title sequence. To unlock it, open the game's disc image in a hex editor and replace a string containing five dots with the phrase DIRTY. Doing so reveals the following scene. The main damsel in distress of the game, Lucy, is seen naked and kidnapped and taken to a place that cannot be mentioned on the show while doing some things that cannot be mentioned on the show while saying some things that cannot be said on the show. Overall, Dynamite Ducks. It's a good game to play with the family this Easter. Get everyone around the PC for a go, maybe even Christmas, birthdays, etc. Every time, every time Dynamite Ducks is the king of family content. But there's many more Easter egg kings, because that's the king of the dirty Easter eggs. But we've got plenty of kings of obscure, unfound, and downright bizarre. But we have a lot of generally well-known ones tonight. But... I hadn't heard of this next one coming up, and I hope you haven't either, because that's sort of the whole point, because in just a second, once I can actually find my music, where is it? There it is. No, that's also not it. Ah, there we go. So, I hope you haven't heard of this next Easter egg, because that's sort of integral to the whole quiz as we head on over to the Trivia Coast. Trivia Coast. We are back here at the Trivia Coast, our weekly game show, to find out who is the most segregated of them all. We're going to ask you three questions, one hard, one medium, one easy. The hard questions worth five points, medium worth three easy worth one and they're all related to easter eggs in sega games and specifically i'm going to get it out of the way they're all sonic easter eggs tonight because they are by far the best documented easter eggs out of all of sega but i mean let's be fair all all of the ones that aren't really sonic that are well documented you know about already which is why we're going to be talking about them later on in the show but for now I'm going to get you into the hard question. Remember, the only way you can play RadioSE.J4-Discord, I'm Green Vibrate, hashtag 6383. Send me a private message, or otherwise, you're not counted and you're going to give away the answer if you put it in the public chat room. Do not do that, people, because um, it's not good. And what's the point of a quiz if you can't get any points out of it and you're not points make nothing? Because even though it's Easter, I'm not being generous today. 
take that freeloaders, I guess. I don't know who I'm beating here, but whatever I'm doing. I'm going to ask you the hard question now. Sonic was much more famous for his outings on the Mega Drive, but that shouldn't stop you giving his first Master System exclusive title a try. On the note of famous, what famous move can Sonic secretly perform in an also secret area of the game? So, in Sonic's first Master System exclusive title, what move can he secretly perform in a secret area of the game? Let me know your answer for the chance to win 5 points, and we got the only other Easter song of the night, because it had the word Easter in the name, so... Might as well go for it. From Fantastar Online, episode 1 and 2. Let's just get on, let's just get on into the simply named Easter, right here on Radio Sega.
Up next, Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. already got the answer to this week's trivia coast so i say congratulations to you but we still got two more questions coming up so don't go anywhere if you're wanting those points but if you are not wanting any points then well we've still got plenty more easter eggs to come up what you just heard there was from dynamite ducks the arcade version no ducks no cry round three and before that from fantasy Star online episode one and two easter it's the only fun fact that is the only sega song to contain the word Easter, as far as I can tell, uh, because any other, there, there are a few exceptions, but the word Eastern, which contains the word Easter, doesn't count. Don't be pedantic about it. Don't be silly either. Whatever. So we got some more Easter eggs coming up now, and uh, my notes for these ones aren't as good, so I'm just going for them off the top of my head. But hey, I prefer it that way. But I had to write out Dynamite Ducks because there's just so much nonsense that I need to detail. But in this case, well, we're going to be talking about a bit of Sonic the Hedgehog once again. But there's quite a few Easter eggs, specifically in his probably best outing in the last few years, Sonic Mania. Hmm, controversial, but it is. Um, there's no denying that. So Sonic Mania and Sonic Mania Plus came out within a year of each other. Mania came out in August 2017. Which I think we covered. Yeah, we did. That like, we must have done. We covered it on the Topical Resort. And we covered the release of Mania Plus on one of the very first episodes of season two. I remember actually. So overall, we've done quite a bit about these two games. I talk about them ad nauseum, but we haven't really discussed any of the Easter eggs that are in the games. But there's some good ones. So. The most plain of these Easter eggs is the announcer in the two-player and competition modes. It's a recognisable voice. It's Mitsuyoshi, Mr. Takanobu. Mitsuyoshi from Daytona USA fame narrating the game. And upon its release, there was a lot of criticism from Sonic fans who are too dense to actually know who he is. So, as a result, um, there was quite a lot of negative backlash to his voice. Everyone was like, mm, he sounds stupid and I want a serious announcer and uh, etc. But in reality, they're just dumb Sonic fans. They do not know who the man himself is. An absolute legend is how I would answer that one. There is actually another Daytona Easter egg within the game that is more of a traditional Easter egg than Mitsuyoshi being there, which is that Daytona USA is in Studiopolis Zone and not just because one's in America and the other's in America. No, the Daytona Hornet makes an appearance on the side of a van, as in the artwork for the Hornet, so the decals, etc are on a van and they're placed well throughout the stage, quite a few of them in fact, so you've probably seen them on your sort of last run of Sonic Mania, I know I have, because quite a few of the paths actually require you to go through the Hornet vans, because they sort of, uh, how do I describe it? They beam you up, yeah, be- beam me up etc, through a satellite, and that's just by running through the back of the van, so does the Daytona have magical pa- the data- does the Hornet have magical powers? I mean, probably, because, let's be fair, 
it could talk in Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed, but the more eagle-eyed among you would remember that it can beat people up in Fighting Vipers. There is some magic going on there, people. Some madness in the Daytona USA universe. And there's some more of that to come later on, trust me. Also in Sonic Mania, a bit more of a self-deprecating joke slash easter egg because in Studiopolis once again at the end of Act 2 there is a boss fight where Eggman controls the weather. He is the weatherman. He's not using the Wii Weather channel, he is making his own weather in this case. And well, once you beat the boss it displays a sort of uh, test card type screen on the backing screen that he's up against. And well, let's just say that test car test cars are always accompanied with a high pitched beat, not in this case, with a buzz. With a buzz, this uh, test card is sort of um, emitted. Is that how you would say? It? But either way, um, I'm not doing a very good job of describing this now. I apologise. But so, in Studio Episode Act Two, once you beat Eggman, there's a TV screen behind him. That TV screen is supposed to test part. Along with it, does normal test bars have a high pitched beat? It has a different kind of buzzing, annoying beat in the background, and it's a reference to the horrendous Sonic 25th Anniversary Party, which contained just that, a high-pitched buzzing throughout the entire show. And you know it's in fact a reference to that, that was the same night Sonic Mania was revealed, you know it's a reference to that because they displayed the exact date of the sort of event on the test card itself, so there's no shadow of doubt that in fact this must be a reference to the test card slash buzzing incident from the 25th anniversary party. A bit of a nicer one, and wouldn't you know it, it's from Studiopolis, the Sega Sonic popcorn shop, which is basically an integral part of the stage, seriously, and yeah, most routes require you to go through it, so it builds up a pile of popcorn, and it pops you out like a kernel. Except, in this case, this is actually a reference to a game of a similar name known as the Sega Sonic Popcorn Shop, which was an arcade title released in Japan, which did, as it says on the tin, it created popcorn while playing a little game on the screen. And this ROM is now available on the internet as of a few years ago, so you can go and download it, play it on main, because we always have to do the disclaimer of, don't go pirate things, but I mean, come on. If you're that desperate to play Sega Sonic Popcorn Shop, there's like two of them still in existence, because they've all probably broken, or they've got like... Most of the problems with these things is they're going to get thrown out because it's not a traditional arcade game. Once the insides go a bit mushy, it's not just, oh, the controls are going a bit yucky. It's, this is actually going to give people food poisoning if we keep this in here. So, surprisingly, there's not a lot of them left. There's really no incentive to save them because we've got better popcorn machines. And, hey, who can't go to the supermarket and buy a bag of free pop popcorn nowadays? So, not too much of a need for the Sega Sonic Popcorn Shop, but hey, Sonic Mania paid homage to it in a way that only Sonic fans could, making it an annoying stage gimmick you can't avoid. One final one from Mania now, and that is the Mean Bean Machine from Chemical Plant, and this does what it says on the Puyo Puyo tin, because what more can I say about it? It's a boss fight where you play the Mean Bean Machine or you play a version of Puyo Puyo, but you play in Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine against him himself, knocking him out through Puyo Chains. It's awesome. There's music from it. You might play some. Who knows? But either way, it's time for some requests. So if you've got any requests related to Easter eggs or any fishing requests, let me know. 
send them my way and they'll be on the stream shortly. Not until we finish the Trivia Coast, however, so let's go on over to there. Trivia Coast. So if you missed the question from last time, the hard question, I'll repeat it for you. On Sonic's first Master System game, or so, sorry, Sonic's first exclusive Master System game, what famous move can he secretly perform in a secret area of the game? So let me know that one for a chance to win five points and for three points. I want to know. Sonic CD is infamous for its many Easter eggs. Many of those many, which still scar those who saw them back in 1993. When entering the code PCM32DA08, you'll receive an image of a stage. What stage would this stage later influence? So, when entering the code PCM32DA08 in Sonic CD, what stage are you greeted with? But more importantly, what stage would this stage later influence? That's what I want to know for three points. It's a bit of a tongue twister. That's the whole point of it. More you do that. Let's get on into your request. And I'm going to kick things off with one of my requests because I wanted some Sonic Mania. And we never play this track on the show. And it's one of my personal favourites. And it's one that will get me in the springtime mood from Sonic Mania. It's the intro theme. Friends from Hyper Potion. When we come back, it's time for one last round of Easter eggs. Get eating in the meantime, I guess. Request Resorts.
was a really nice one there from Fantasy Star. No, from Sonic Pinball Party. That was Fantasy Star Online, a remix of. I honestly don't remember one of the tracks from Fantasy Star Online, but it's a really nice one. I love Pinball Party soundtrack because um, I think a lot of people would say that it was a bit of a meh game, and yeah, in in a way, it doesn't have too much special about it. And people argue about the GBA sound chip, chip any day of the week. Yeah, it sounds bad. It doesn't. Have good versions of songs, they're all butchered. I absolutely love the way Sonic Pimple Party sounds, and it has so many good remixes like that one there. Nice and chill, the Knights remixes are brilliant, the Burning Rangers remixes, oh, kick so much ass, they're awesome, I love those ones. And that was requested by Mr. Brick Gamer 98. Before that, from Fancy Zone 2. Fancy Zone 2 TX, DX, The Tears of Opa, Opa the Sega Ages 2500 Volume 33 soundtrack. Bit of a tongue twister. That was Hidden B, also known as Ranking D, as requested by Electric Boogaloo. Speaking of Electric Boogaloo before that, because he was talking about Beyond the Galaxy to me in a DM, so I played some Beyond the Galaxy. Specifically the FM Towns version from Galaxy Force 2. Because FM Towns Marty and FM Towns, awesome console. Well they're okay consoles, but brilliant music on them, and I think you guys probably enjoyed that one quite a bit there. Speaking of enjoyment, from Streets of Rage Remake, that was the Sega Shop theme as requested by Jamie64326. Kicking off the block from Sonic Mania, that was Friends, the intro theme. And now we are back and it's time to discuss Easter eggs for one last time. I'm going to make this sort of brief because I really need to open a window or do something because it's warm. So very warm in here. Or at least to leave, maybe I'll leave my fan on, I'll just leave it on in the corner. That's a good idea. Let me, in fact, I know this is great radio hosting, but let's do this right now. I'm going to move some stuff out my corner and I'm going to put my fan in there because... I think it can just about be quiet enough. I think you'll still be able to hear it, but, um, I don't know. I hope you can't, either way. If you can, tough luck. I don't care. It's hot. Anyway, speaking of hot, let's get into the final batch of Easter eggs. So, we're going to kick things off with Aladdin. We've discussed Aladdin so many times in the past few weeks, I feel like you're sick to death the subject. And can't blame you, I'm a bit sick of Aladdin too. But I have one last easter egg and actually I don't have it written down, so Aladdin. Mega Drive, easter egg, because I'm a professional I think. I haven't had very much time to prepare today, can you tell that? Because family, because it's easter, that's why. Um, is it, is this the one? It's on a certain website I don't want to name because I don't really like it. Website's not very good. So, uh, come on. I'm trying to find the right website. See, this is just the slowest the segment would usually be if we were talking about games, except. So, maybe I planned this on purpose. Yes, there we go. So, in Aladdin for the Mega Drive, there is a Mickey Mouse hat on the second level. And if you put your head into it, if you uh, give yourself some Mickey Mouse ears, you get an extra life. That's it. That's all that searching was for. Really no reason to be honest. Um, I don't know why I did that. Anyway, um, Streets of Rage 3 is coming up next because Streets of Rage 3 has, in my opinion, a pretty cool Easter egg and I don't have it written down again. Streets of Rage. But I could describe it, but I couldn't actually tell you what it was, so we're going to look up Streets of Rage 3 Easter egg. But it un involves a playable character. So, specifically, the. Who have we got? Uh, here we go. So, you have two secret characters. You have Shiva and you have Ash. 
And so you can knock them down, or you can knock down the life, <laughs> knock down their life levels, and use for the last knock A, B, C, and up, and wait till the level ends. And press start on Gamepad Two or Show to Continue, or press Continue or something like that to play as Ash or Shiva. IGN, that that sucks. That was really bad. Why did I trust? I don't know. It's IGN. Why did I, why did I trust them in this case? Uh, here we go. Rue. Rue is specifically one I'm looking for. So on the title screen, hold B and up, and then press start. A kangaroo, kangaroo named Rue will now be available at the character select screen. There is another way to get Rue because when you fight the clown and Rue, defeat the clown first, and Rue should hop away on the screen. When you lose all your lives and continue, cycle through the characters, and Rue will now be available. You can also play as Ash. To play as Ash in the Japanese version only, defeat him, then hold A on a controller. After you lose all your lives, you select to continue, and you can choose Ash as your character. So that pretty much was the same character I was thinking of and trying to explain. Super Zan. On the character select screen, hold the C button on both gamepads when selecting Zan and keep holding them until the game starts. You have Super Zan afterwards. That sounds fake, but I'm going to go with it. Daytona USA, because we talked about Daytona earlier, we have three Easter eggs to cap off this block. It's the Saturn version, come on, we all know it, Daytona USA's Saturn version horse also. We haven't said this in a long while, actually, now that I think about it. It's Type of Viper. Why have we not mentioned Type of Viper? Do I think the only person in the chat who would remember Type of Viper, honestly, is either Jamie or Electric. Electric wouldn't um, talk about Type of Viper, but Jamie would, so I'm very impressed that you kept in yourself to not say the words Type of Viper. Jamie, well done. Um, so, while I do this, horse. Uh, Electric wants me to talk about the nameslot entry, which was exactly what I was going to do if you just held, held your horses. Shut up, Viper. You damn fool. So, Daytona USA on the Saturn. The Saturn version wasn't a very good port either of them. There were two Saturn ports that weren't very great. But, however, one thing about them was certainly amazing. It was, it was a very bad horse pun. It was amazing. You could unlock a horse. A brown automatic and a grey manual horse. So, on the title screen, hold up and left on the D-pad and then hold A, B, X, Z and press start. There is another way to unlock the horse, however, because you can win all races with every difficulty option set at the normal difficulty. That's the harder way, because that doesn't involve cheating. One more horse to unlock, because there's horse too. So after you activate horse, go to options and set laps to endurance. Enter Saturn mode, choose horse, either manual or automatic, then choose the beginner track. Place first, and you should be able to play as horse too in Saturn mode. I mean, seriously, the horse is the best thing about the Saturn version, because <laughs> none of the other versions even have it. But I love the horse, and it led to the obvious joke of a Pony USA, which was all over, um, all over YouTube for a good while. Thanks, Epona. Thank you, horse. Anyway, right. So, one uh, final Daytona Easter egg, and that would be in the form of. The arcade music that is available in the game and also the names that you can enter into the character select screen. So let's begin with the best one of all. So you have three letters that you can enter into your Daytona USA username on the arcade high scoreboard. So if, for an example, if I wanted to put Viper, I couldn't. I could, however, put VIP. Viper. So using these three characters, you can unlock a variety of Easter eggs. But of course, we've got to mention the main, the main attraction here, quite literally, attraction, because... 
if you try to enter the username <gasps> sex if you try and enter it it will um, change it to Goss and Goss has become quite the meme on this show we will not let Goss die because um, I don't know Goss just won't go away <laughs> I, was, I think you were going to mention it if I mentioned the Daytona USA is arcade select screen anyway so may as well get Goss out of the way now aside from Goss we also have various arcade music things which Electric Boogaloo has sent me earlier on I believe I think he sent me a massive list of them did he? I don't think he did um, someone sent me a list of them earlier and I was going to read them out but I've now lost them Daytona USA are Hmm. USA Easter eggs. Yeah, I had a list of them on hand earlier. I was actually semi-prepared, and yeah, nope. Is it this one? I get the feeling it's this one. Anytime soon. That's only two of them. That's two of like the twenty thousand Easter eggs that Daytona has. Uh, that's not them either. That's only two again, that's two different ones. I don't want either of those. Uh, is it game FAQs? Please be game FAQs. Yes, okay, we've got a whole bunch of them. So, entering A.B unlocks Afterburner. Entering E.R unlocks Enduro Racer. Entering EXN unlocks F1 Exhaust Note. Entering F.Z unlocks Fantasy Zone. Entering GLC unlocks G-Lock Air Battle. Entering G.F unlocks Galaxy Force. Entering GPR unlocks GP Rider. Entering HO. Hang on. OR Outrun. ORS Outrunners. P.D. Power Drift. QTT Quartet. R.M. Radmobile. SDI. Strategic Defense Initiative. SDI. S.H. Uh, Space Harrier. S.C. Stadium Cross. S.F. Strike Fighter. SHO Super Hang On, SMG Super Monaco GP, VMO Sword of a Million, T.B, not Tuberculosis, that would be Thunderblade, TOR, not not the browser, Turbo Outrun, V.F Virtua Fighter, V.R Virtua Racing. All the different songs that you can unlock when you enter specific names onto the Daytona USA high score screen. Some of you guys have been saying things in chat, probably about Daytona, so let me get back to you on that one. Um, okay, apparently the Championship Circuit Edition, that was also on Saturn, so there's two Saturn Daytona US, as we said. Both of them have the unlockable horse in some form or another. Um, what else we got? Veritas says, I've unlocked both horses on Daytona CCE. It's on all platforms now, Brick. Also Switch. In regards to a trailer he posted, which was uh, Velocity 2X. I don't really know what that is. I'm going to have to look that up a bit later on. So, uh, I'll do that during the music break. What else? Someone else said something. Uh, Electric Boogaloo says, I didn't, and then posts a video of the Daytona horse. I feel like I've missed context here. I most likely have missed context. Oh well. Uh, so I did ask you guys for your own uh, your own Easter egg suggestions, and I have got a few, but there's still plenty of time. So please tell me your favourite Easter eggs in. Oh, actually no, I'll, I'll read this one out before I go over my whole spiel. I didn't actually know this. Uh, according to Electric Boogaloo, in the Saturn version, entering KOU gets you a hidden Alex Kid tune that is not in the arcade version. Never knew that. Very interesting. 
Entering sex gives you GOS, which is not in the arcade version. Fun fact. Either way, we're going to be getting on into the Trivia Coast in just a second, and we're going to be getting on with the results. And once we get on with the results show, we're going to be reading out some of your Easter eggs. There's still plenty of time to submit your Easter eggs if you haven't already. Your favourite ones in any Sega game. Let me know that during the next music break. But I will say as well, there is something we should probably do. Because maybe we might find some hidden treats, and by that I mean I got a pad. But who knows? Maybe we'll find some hidden treats in just a second in uh, this certain segment. And um, some of you, I hope you're clocking on to what it is. Because, um, yeah, this is very disjointed. But if I bring this one down right here, I think you've already clocked. I think you know what time it is. It's time. That's a major no-no. Yes, it's time to get scammed. And you can't hear it. Hang on. Um, that was a mistake. There we, there we go. You should be able to hear it now. Welcome to scam baiting because I receive a lot of business proposals as a successful owner of the Top Resort and well normally they're a trick but sometimes I get some treats on my emails and we've got a treat coming up tonight a sweet chocolatey treat in regards to the what am I even saying? You guys are confusing me in chat tonight, therefore. I'm going to blame it on that, not the heat. It is mainly the heat, though. I'm I'm very delirious today, which is why I want to open the window in a second, because I'm just struggling to, <laughs> to keep with it today. Oh, well. This email is titled, Greeting from Muz Binter, and I'm not going to finish their name, because I, even though they're scammers, I have respect for people's first and last names. Greetings from Ms. Binter. I got your contact through the internet due to serious searching for reliable personality. They really can't spell Miss. I am Ms. Binter. Birth date May 23rd, 1994. From Uganda town, capital of Kampala. I'm studying at the University of Abomi Kalavi. Where my father doing illegal sales of diamond business. Now, I'm not an illegal sale of diamond business expert. But surely you wouldn't want to brag that your dad's doing that, and especially emphasising the fact that it's illegal. But I know where this is going. It's going towards the big bucks. Do I have a sound effect for that? Nope, I don't. Um, Eight. That'll do. Uh, anyway, I lost my family on the 10th of May, 2019. My father, my mother, and my brother, Kevin Hudder, from the air crash happened at Abab, Ethiopian. Flight from Addis Ababa to Kenya crashed on its way to Nairobi, killing all 157 people on board. Why I'm in school, Abomi Kalavi. My family death on 10th of March 2019 through air crash. My father made a lot of money through the illegal sale of diamonds he was doing here before he death. To the tune of 16,700,000. Bracket 16,700,000 United States dollars. This money is in my late father account. I contacted you because of the political turmoil which still exists here in Africa. I cannot invest the money by myself. Hence, I'm soliciting your help to help me take these funds transfer into your custody and also advise me on how to invest it. And I want to add here that if you agreed, 35% of the total worth of the fund will be yours and you help me invest 65% in my name. I would like to invest on heavy-duty agricultural equipment and earth-moving machines to enable me to go full-scale 
into a full-scale mechanised farming. I think that will help me. Please, if you think you can help me bring to your family with trust, do not delay reply me. While, while I wait to hear from you soon, extend my greeting to your family. Thanks, Ms. Binter. Well, are we gonna are we gonna let this one slip through the cracks? Probably not. Uh, Sixteen million, not much to scoff at. But I mean, I'm I'm a successful business owner. You know, I make plenty off of ticket revenue. I don't really need my sixteen million. But you know, I'd quite like some automatic farming, some self-sustainment uh, for the theme park here. So maybe I might take up on your offer. Who knows? But for now, well, that that's the end of our friend and. Uh, I don't really have any other spam emails, surprisingly. Uh, I do have one that is completely nonsensical. That is, um, listen my FM. Listen your favourite my FM, and it's a link to some very dodgy looking website, and an ultra stretched image that just has my trademark. Click to listen, and uh, just a bunch of Bangladesh stuff, so. If I want to listen to some my Bangladesh radio, then I, I know where to go. But I don't know, I'm not really fancy, fancying it to be honest. The rest of my spam folder is just Twitter. It's all Twitter. But um, actually let me check, because I could have a second spam email. Because uh, I always I always tend to on, a, on an email that isn't the top of resort email, but it is a relevant email. So let me just go digging through there, because I, I, I get some good stuff through these. Uh, my actual Green Viper email, I tend to get a lot of, um... What do I tend to get a lot of? Uh, what am I trying to say? I, it's too warm. Um, I tend to get a lot of spamming emails like Archie Comics. It's not any actual spam emails. Um, no, that's not what I'm looking for. Oh well! Right, anyway, so let's get on over here to the Trivia Coast, finally. Um, struggling to survive, whatever. Um, music, come back up. Thank you, music. Trivia. Let's go. Trivia Coast. I I'm just going to cut the talking. And I'm going to say the easy question in just a second, but I will say the hard question. What move can Sonic be seen doing in the level select of Sonic Chaos for the Master System? Medium question. When entering PCM32DA08, you'll receive an image of a stage. What stage did this stage go on to influence? The easy question. What is the fastest way to access Labyrinth Zone in Sonic 1, and how would I perform it? What is the fastest way to access that Labyrinth Zone in Sonic 1 and how would I perform it? That's to win one point and you've only got one music break to get in your answers. While you do that, time for the music. Daytona USA, the Saturn version, and it's not Sky High. It would instead be the King of Speed and, well, I'm not very speedy with my words, so I'll leave it to Mitsuyoshi.
entries for the Trivia Coast are now closed. Trivia Coast. Ah, a great song to get you in the mood for the uh, the spring season here on the Top Resort. Well, you just heard two tracks that won't get you in the mood. Such as one from Streets of Rage 2. That was Slow Moon. Why the hell did we play a Streets of Rage 2 track? Good question, because we didn't talk about Streets of Rage 2. We talked about Streets of Rage 3. But I just... I, I couldn't. I tried to find a track from Streets of Rage 3 that I didn't hate, and it just wasn't possible. Every, this isn't even an exaggeration. Every single track that I listened to, and I thought, maybe I can play this. No, it was, it was bad. The Streets of Rage 2, much better. Play something from that instead. Such a slow moon. Because it sounds nice and springy. They turned USA for the Saturn was up before that, and that was the king of speed, because we couldn't play Sky High again in fear of getting stabbed by multiple members of the Discord server. And, well, too late for those of you who just tried to enter, like, Grey 4. I'm sorry, I know it might have... I don't know. Um... Hmm. I don't know because I really don't know how bad the delay is tonight. So I don't know whether you answered it after the jingle, but if you did, uh, be truthful because I have no way of telling. But maybe you did. I, don't know. I might. I might be generous. I might not be. We'll find out. I will say that the trivia coast is now officially closed as marked by that jingle. So do not try and get in any more answers. Easy question. What is the fastest way to access Labyrinth Zone in Sonic One, and how would I perform it? Answer is. Up, down, left, right, A, start. And that is the level select code, which will then get you to Labyrinth the absolute fastest. Because it is an Easter egg, because it's a secret in a video game. Therefore, it's an Easter egg. Why am I speed? I don't know. But medium question, I will tell you. After I tell you, you got the points. So, um, let me check Discord, actually, first. Just to see what you guys have said in regards to... Uh... No, I don't know. Um, so we'll still wait in regards to as to whether Grateful got it, but we'll tell you that Electric, Jamie, and uh, Brit all got the answers correct in the time limit, and we'll find out on Grateful shortly. Medium question: Sonic CD is infamous for its many Easter eggs. Many of those many, which still scar those who saw them back in 1993. When entering PCM 32 DA08, you receive an image of a stage. What stage would this stage later influence? going for the tongue twisters tonight. So when you enter PCM32 DO808 specifically in the 2011 release of Sonic CD, it will not work in the original Mega CD 1993 version, you will receive an image of a zone which Christian Whitehead intended to add to the remake known as Desert Dazzle. Desert Dazzle was never added to the remake due to Sega being a bit controlling, saying we don't want any new content for the remake, aside from Tails, which they allow for some reason. But so they they scrapped the zone, but in its place was a picture of the zone in the level select or in the uh, sound test, sorry. And well, this stage would go on to influence Mirage Saloon from Sonic Mania. So congratulations to everyone who got that. That was Grey Four. Ver- no, it wasn't. It was Grey Four, Brit, Electric, Jamie. The trio of all got in their answers tonight. So congrats to you. You guys all got three points. Hard question. We've got a... L- oh, no, hang on. I can skip that bit. Sonic was much more famous with his outing on the Mega Drive, but that shouldn't stop you... Or that shouldn't stop me giving his first Master System exclusive title a try. 
On the note of famous, which famous move can Sonic secretly perform in an also secret area of the game? So, this Master System exclusive title that I have not mentioned the name of is Sonic Chaos, the first one to be exclusive to the console. And the secret area of the game I'm referring to is the level select, and the secret move I'm referring to is from Street Fighter 2, it's the Hadouken. Congratulations to the guys who got that. That was once again Jamie, Britt. Jamie, Britt, Electric, Grayfall. Congratulations. Anyone else didn't enter? Sorry, thumbs up, but if you need the answers, give yourself a pat on the back, even if you didn't play along live. You can only play along live. But um, on top of that, I mean, well, if you didn't get it this time, there will always be a next time. Maybe there'll be some trivia that you knew a bit more about on a coming episode of the Top Resort. So, with one final note on trivia, I will say that someone has passed 100 points tonight and that someone is I don't have a celebration sound effect so I should stop building up to it but um, well let's just say Electric Boogaloo has officially passed 100 points on the top, on the uh, Trivia Coast leaderboard so congratulations to Electric Boogaloo Jamie is in the second place with 72 points uh, coming up third is another one of our regulars Gamer 98 with his 56 up next after that is J-Star Max with 38, and everyone else after that sort of has a low amount of points. Uh, Veritex has entered quite a few trivia coasts, but he just doesn't tend to get a lot of the answers right. And there's a ton of people who are stuck on 9 points of all things, so, um, including, including Lost Impact, and that probably says a lot, doesn't it? Because Lost Impact has 9 points. Okay. Sure. <laughs> They'll never get more than 9 points. But they have 9 points, so uh, congrats them, I guess. There's still plenty of time to make your way in the Trivia Coast leaderboards. I mean, look at Grayfour, he's only just started playing and he's already climbing the rankings quickly. Because that's the thing that I love about the Trivia Coast. You can play every week, but that doesn't mean that you're always guaranteed to get those points. And you can play every... It's not, you know, it's not Say My Name tier where you have to be there every week in order to have a chance of even winning a prize. It's just... Hey, come along, answer some questions about Sega, win some points. Maybe one day I'll actually do something with those points. You can cash them in maybe one day. But for now, it's all for glory. And Electric Ruler gets a slice of the glory as he's the first to pass the 100 points mark tonight. So congratulations to him. And I asked you for your Easter eggs to cover here. Um, so I'll just get on with them, to be honest. Um, so I'm going to go with Electric's first. Electric sent me a few Easter eggs. So he wants me specifically to talk about, uh, what were they? He wanted me to talk about the Daytona USA entry screens, which I already did. He also wanted me to talk about Fantasy Zone 2 DX and Sega Touring Car Championship. So, the System 16 remake of Fantasy Zone 2, first released on the PS2 Fantasy Zone Complete Collection in 2008, has hidden songs that played during the name entry screen. All of them are remixes of classic and obscure 1980s Sega arcade games. Sinbad Mystery, Mr. Viking, Spatter, and the arcade version of Activision's Pitfall 2 The Lost Cabins, which Sega reprogrammed and released. As for what criteria there is to unlock the hidden ranking music in game, I do not currently know at this time of writing. The conditioned remix or the conditioned reflex remix in Sega Touring Car Championship, a remix of the Sega Rally track, actually plays when you drive in an exhibition race in the Saturn and PC versions, with the secret unlockable cars from the original Sega Rally, the Toyota Celisa and the Lancia Delta, as well as the third unlockable car, the Sega Racing Prototype. Some nice bits of trivia from Mr. Sega Education himself. Speaking of Mr. Sega Education, um, Jamie is certainly not very well educated, but he does know how many spaces there are in between Ice Cap 
How many do you think there are? How do you think it's capitalized? Let us know in Discord or on Twitter because there are many different ways to spell capitalized. Space, punctuate, ice cap. And Jamie will get triggered at all of them, trust me. He tells me that uh, his Easter egg is from Arnold Palmer's tournament. So what you need to do is you need to hit the ball 100 times on the first hole of any course without holding it. Then enter up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start. On the game over screen, and the fantasy zone level can be accessed. Arnold Palmer's tournament golf has a fantasy zone level. Uh, yeah, sure, why not? Because of course it does. There was also some more in the chat room, they weren't as expansive, uh, but I will say, however, that. Uh, Brick Gamer says that his favourite Easter egg is the Mega Drive power light on the Sonic Mania title screen. Another one that I completely forgot. So Sonic Mania's title screen has a Mega Drive in the background of um, of the sort of emblem that Sonic's inside. And, well, there's a Mega Drive, so that must mean there's Mega Drive decals, there's the power button, and it has a light when it actually turns on. It's pretty cool. And the very text actually says that his favourite Easter egg is that you can make the Mega Drive power light on the Sonic Mania CE statue work. So, this one requires a bit of explanation. Before Sonic Mania Plus, the only way you could get the game physically was by buying a collector's edition, which came with right, a ring, a statue, and a card which contained the game code. But hey, it's physical and it had a nice box. It counts. I want one, they're, they're really cheap now, so I should actually buy one at some point. But the light on this statue was never programmed to work out of a cheapness. That's mainly what it's theorised, because they're being cheap because so they never hooked up a light to it. However, you can actually get the light to work, as long as you just wire it right. Then the Sonic Mania statue lights up. And on top of that, you can also make it play sound effects, which it was always meant to do. So you can hook up a um, speaker assault and have it play sound effects. Which is cool. I like that. Uh, there's some videos of this out on the internet, but I haven't seen them for a year and a bit. So I would have no clue how you do it, nor what you could do with the statue. But there are some hidden features left in the statue that aren't activated due to cost-cutting concerns. So you can activate them if you own a statue for yourself, which I don't yet, but hey, it's, it's mania, I'm gonna have to buy it, I'm a copy Oh well. Let me check Twitter to see if you guys have mentioned any Easter eggs that are your favourites. Nope. Okay, cool. So, that means I can get on with some more music, so we're gonna get into a track which contains eggs, therefore I'm counting it as an Easter game. And it's uh, for a certain campaign which Mr. Rav Seeger's back in. Very technical one of you to play something from it, so I went with it. And then after that we have some Big the Cat music, because um, what a lazy day living in paradise is a day that I'd like to be having today. And it's a remix from Fishing, so not only is it Easter and Spring, it's also Fishing. It counts. And then after that we're going to be getting into what I mentioned earlier. It's going to be the Persona Playing Fest, so we're going to be playing the brand new remixes from Smash Bros Ultimate. And then we're going to end off the show. It's been a bit of a hodgepodge, but hey. Can't, can't really help it, but we had to show off those brand new remixes. They're awesome, but not as awesome as something really bad from Seaman right here on the Topical Resort.
House there from Big Big Big's Big Fishing Adventure 3 Labyrinth, which is a remix of Lazy Days Living in Paradise, which plays in the snail snail maze level. It's about dem it's only a demo, but it has a smell snail maze master system level in there, which is an Easter egg. And would you know it, it's a spring slash Easter song. Wait. And it contains fishing. We've linked it back round, people. Before that, something really bad from Seaman, and there was something really bad in there. There was a very naughty word which I didn't know was in that song before playing it. What can you do? Um, but yeah, Seaman, something really bad. We're supporting Grass Seeks, hashtag Seaman for Sega Heroes campaign. It's as balmy as you think it is. But we are here over in some Persona, as you can hear, and it's time for our first on Radio Sega jingle because Joker release for uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Joker is in the Persona 5 character, not the, um, <laughs> not the Batman character, although. After that South by Southwest panel, many of us wish that Sonic could meet Joker, but sadly, only Persona 5 Joker can meet Sonic. Rest in peace, Batman Joker. Um, but, so, it came out this week, sort of out of nowhere. It's only been out for two days, but I want to know what your thoughts on it is, because a lot of you have picked it up. A lot of you probably want to talk about it, because you've all played the game, except him. Except you, Veritex. You, you, you don't count here. 
but your opinion doesn't matter. But in my opinion, I already sort of stated it. I really like him as a character. I like the stage. I like the new me outfits because I can play as Tails and Knuckles again, which they were they were missing for some reason from the base game. Uh, they were they were DLC for the Wii U version, and then for some reason they went missing uh, for Smash Ultimate, and then they brought them back as DLC again. So I really don't know what's up there, but. Hey, I can play as them again, I can play as some other Persona characters, as me fighters, but more importantly, new stage, new music, new character. It's all awesome, but <laughs> the real highlight of this update for me, oh my goodness, I've got stories to tell about this, is the uh, cu the custom stage builder and the ability to upload me fighters. So, beneath this update was a brand new sort of feature set called Smash World, which allows you to upload your stages, your replays, your characters, etc. Um, so... It's an online game and it's an online children's game, so there's various sort of procedures in place to make sure safeguarding, children are safe, etc. Certainly children are safe, but the content that's on there, I'm not too sure about it, you know? Because, um, well, what can you say, really? Because within about 10 minutes, me's of a certain German person who I shall not name were already appearing, and there was a word filter for his name. But they didn't think to put in a very good word filter, because instead of, so let's just say, um, you wanted to say a naughty word which contains an A. It would censor the entire word if it detected the word, but if instead of an A you put a 4, that still looks like an A, it wouldn't detect it. Very quickly people are using this to their advantage, there is now a lot of fun of swear words and offensive words all over this children's social media platform. What makes it worse is the fact that there's a stage builder, meaning you can put anything you want into a stage. Now, uh, the obvious one um, that they've censored is obviously genitals, they've got rid of them, right? But they haven't really done much else. <laughs> so, a, a symbol of a certain um, political party that we won't mention appeared on the service within about five minutes very quickly uh, genitals would also appear even though there was software to block them. So you have this flood of offensive nonsense stages and offensive nonsense me characters are just like all these dictators and all these famous criminals that have done things that I won't repeat and it's been very funny don't get me wrong but on the other hand I'm like how did you not catch this and how did you how do you not have a single human moderator looking over this sort of almost forum you're relying on computers when there's already a flood of content which is admittedly very funny but it's not it's it's not funny because the content's funny it's funny because it shouldn't be there in the first place you know it's humor because it's unexpected you know i wouldn't normally laugh at uh, playable dictators in smash bros but the fact that it's able to be uploaded online nintendo have gone yeah this is all right for use you know we can uh, we can upload this to our online servers it's it's fine that makes it all the more funny, right? Because it's funny because it shouldn't be there. But no, um, either way, Custom Stage Builder is a fun idea and we've had some laughs on it so far, but I mean, come on Nintendo, fix your online servers, seriously. The uh, number one rated stage is a stage called Fix Online and it does what it says, it just says Fix Online because the online on Switch is a bit trashy at times. But what can you do? Um... A lot of people in the chat are really trying not to respond to what I'm saying, which is uh, exactly what I hoped you would do. Thank you, chat. But, yeah, I've got to sort of move on. I really don't have too much time here. But in the meantime, 
It's time for some Persona music. You're currently hearing Freedom and Peace from the original Persona 5, and we're going to be playing these in chronological order. So there are three new remixes featured in this DLC pack. There's about 12 tracks overall. Actually, no, there's 11 tracks overall. Three of them are new. The rest of them are reused from their original games. So, so we have one remix here from Revelations Persona, the original Persona on PlayStation. We have one from Persona 4, which was on PS2. And we have one from Persona 5, which was on PS3 and PS4. And a lot of these, I like them, but two of them sound very background music-y, which isn't a fault with the original song, just these remixes are clearly meant to be background music, nothing more than that, but one of these stands out, I love this remix, but you're going to be hearing them all in a second, and, well, in fact, you're going to be hearing them all now, and I really hope you enjoy this first play here of the Smash Bros. Joker DLC on Radio Sega. First on Radio Sega.
Snazzy music, no, not that snazzy music you just heard, marks the end of the Top Resort right here on Radio Sega. We just had three tracks from Smash Brothers Ultimate, three Persona remixes from the brand new Joker DLC that was just released yesterday, a remix of many tracks from the Persona series. One from Persona 1, one from Persona 4, and one from Persona 5. The last one you heard, which was I think everyone's favourite, was Beneath the Mask, a remix of Beneath the Mask from Persona 5. And uh, that's my favourite because um, with a lot of the other tracks, I feel like there's better remixes of them and they're very clearly sort of meant to be just sort of light background music in the instance of the game. Like, I think, uh, well I'll get into this in a second, but I think this is by far the best remix of Beneath the Mask. Even better than the one in uh, Persona 5 Dancing, the rhythm-based spin-off which was all about disco that they made a few uh, a year back, in fact, that released back in November here in the West. So, with that in mind, how did Smash Ultimate create a better disco mix than the official disco game? I, I don't really know, but they did it. It's an awesome track. 
I really love that one. For that, the one that I don't really care for of the bunch. Not that it's a bad track, just doesn't strike me as much as any of the other tracks or any of the reused tracks, really. That was I'll Face Myself from Persona 4. A remix with much more heavy guitars. It also doesn't have it doesn't have vocals. It's not a bad thing, but um, a lot of the tracks they choose in the Persona series in Smash have vocals. That's really sort of the standout case, especially with it being the only remix to have no vocals. But it's a nice track, don't get me wrong, but I feel like there's better versions of it out there. And it is a bit of a weird choice, but it's not a bad one. Before that, from Persona 1, that was Aria, or Area of the Soul. I love that one, and uh, but I don't think it's the best remix. It's, I think it's definitely a step up from I'll Face Myself, but it's um, not the best version. I think the best version of that is there was a remix of it in Persona 4 Dancing. That was brilliant. I love that version. It was like the disco one, and that one is awesome, but mm, if you hadn't introduced me to the original one first, then well, maybe I wouldn't have liked that one as much. But someone in the chat, uh, aka Mr. Brick Gamer, has brought up a very important question, which is, um, what is it? What's it say? Uh, no, actually, that was Jamie, sorry. Jamie says, are these tracks going to be available to request? And that's a good question, and one that I can't just give you a definitive answer to, because I'm sort of debating that with myself and I say this because we've had a weird stance on the Smash games on Radio Sega before and I, other show hosts listening in chip in, anyone listening chip in on what we should do here but um, so previously we've allowed the uh, Angel Island remix from Smash Brothers Brawl into, into the playlist because it was on a Jun Sonoy CD so we allowed it then because it was on a CD of a composer of Sega rather than being from Brawl. So we didn't allow it under Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Then Bayonetta came out for Smash Bros. 4 and um, we didn't include Bayonetta at all, even though there was a few unique remixes. So Bayonetta and Smash Bros. 4 are not on the playlist at all. Smash Bros. Ultimate. Now we have to make the decision here um, because last time it wasn't my decision, it was Casey's decision. This time... I can tell myself, yes, obviously I want to put it on there, but I think I want everyone else's say, aside from the obvious, I think we should put it on there. As to whether, uh, if we put it on there, what else does that allow through the floodgates, etc. Is it a good idea? Um, will we have high quality versions available later? All that sort of stuff uh, factors into this as to whether I think we should add it to the playlist. And um, I really certainly want to, And but that would also mean if I added this, I'd have to retroactively go back and add the stuff from Smash 4 as well. So it does definitely, um, and I do agree that it's Sega, same with Bayonetta, that was my stance on that, it's Sega, why do we not have it on here, but still, this is like definitively Sega, it's not like half Nintendo, half uh, Sega like it was with Bayonetta, this is just full on, yeah, it's their franchise, therefore they own the rest of this music, therefore we should put it on there, but uh, I, I have my own opinion, I personally think we should, but I want to know everyone else's thoughts on it. Um, because there are some staff members who would say no, so I want to hear what everyone has to say and then come to a final decision, but I would certainly like to have them on the playlist. If not, I'll give them to the rest of the members of staff and they'll be played quite regularly on shows. I mean, also, I mean, come on, we're having discussions of what Sega characters we want in Smash. Not even just Sega characters, what characters we think should come next in Smash, and... Kazuma Kiryu, come on, you gotta do it. Kazuma, my boy Kazuma. He needs to be in there. And can you imagine the remixes? A Judgment remix? Oh, the hype on that one. That would be unreal. Like, Judgment plays in the reveal trailer and then it's a remix on Smash Out of its sound. Oh, fanboyism. 
Seriously though, um, I, Kazuma is my pick. I've never had a strong opinion on who should be in Smash. Like that, uh, there was a Smash 4 ballot, and then there was a ballot for Smash Ultimate as well. I've never had a strong opinion until now, where I'm like, I firmly want Kiryu in Smash. I want him. I want Majima to be his assist trophy, or, or Nishiki, or someone. Just, oh, we need him in there. Come on, guys. You know you want it. It's he. He would fit the playstyle perfectly as well. And everyone's saying, well, he's super unfitting. You know, he, he's, he, he wouldn't fit in there. First of all, if we're going by the uh, stance of he's he's like a realistic looking character, we have the Wii Fit trainers, and you say they're white. They're not white as in, uh, the, yeah, skirting around that, but white as in their physical skin is white. You say they're not realistic, but they're like photorealistic humans. There's quite a few characters in Smash who are photorealistic humans. You can't make the argument that even if they just changed the art style a bit, Kiryu wouldn't fit. And second of all, I mean, if we're saying it's because he's out of place as a human character, Joker made it in. Joker's like the least fitting character of all in a Smash game. Bayonetta made it in. Once again, a second character, surprisingly. Really unfitting. Like this super ultra mature character made it into a children's game. This super ultra sexualized character made it into a children's fighting game. Joker, a character who summons demons, made it into a children's fighting game. You can't make the argument that Kazuma wouldn't fit because he'd like stick someone's head through a bin in his final smash or something. Come on, people. You know me better than that. Anyway, rant over. Thank you for listening to the Double Resort. We've got one final egg-related track coming up, and that would happen to be from Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg. Is they? It's not an Easter egg. It just contains eggs. A Jack in the... Actually, I don't want Jack in the Box. I know what I do want, though. I, I, I'm changing this right now because this actually fits better at the end of the show, so I'm going to go with this track. And I will say thank you for everyone. Thank you to everyone who's been listening in the chat room. We have had Brick Gamer, Rapid Run, Grey 4, Veritex, Rexy, um. I love a bunch of other people. I saw Kefki earlier on. I saw. Uh, did I say Brick? Did I say Jamie? My, oh, my amnesia. Not amnesia. Um, what do I actually mean? Uh, that was a cover-up phrase for me to think about what I actually meant to say. Um, my short-term memory loss, that'll do. Uh, it's, it's strong tonight, so I can't remember who I've actually mentioned. There's some others. We had PT Kickass earlier on. We had Electric Boogaloo. Um, yeah, PT Kickass. We can't, we can't brush over that one. And a bunch of others, but I will say, thank you for everyone who's tuned into the Discord. And if you're in the Discord, hang on, Golden Eggs. What is Golden Eggs? I've not heard of Golden Eggs. What the hell is Golden Eggs? I don't even have anything on my, on my playlist called Golden Eggs, so that's why I haven't played any Golden Eggs soundtracks. There we go. Um, I will say, if you've enjoyed the show, stay tuned, because in just a second, Rapid Run is going to be live. He's not live, but the last call listener mi- Nope. Nope. Ignore that. <laughs> the last call seasonal sets. I should have called it that. Why did I call it the holiday sets? I should have called it the seasonal sets. <laughs> the seasonal sets will be live in just a moment, playing you some chill spring music. What better than, better than I've been doing tonight? Because I can't even speak. I'm not drunk. I'm not caffeinated. I'm not anything. I'm just, I'm just overtired and hot. Leave me alone. Let me let me play my Smash Bros. Damn it. Final song: Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg. The ending theme, known as Chant This Charm. I, um, as to next week's show, you already know what it is. It's going to be Play Sega, so the online streaming service of Sega. That's going to be up uh, the next Friday. I said tomorrow night. 
Leave me be! Chant this charm! I've been Groove Operator, you would have been awesome. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, stay topical.
enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.